Hello, I'm Stuart Childs and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Animal health is an important piece of the jigsaw to ensure farmers maximise animal performance. Prevention of disease rather than solely curing problems is an important part of the animal health strategy. And with this in mind, I spoke with Michelle McGrath, a vet working with Animal Health Ireland, about a number of funded consults that are available to farmers to help improve the health status of their herds. So the in lactation consult we, we just developed this year as a pilot. So that's why it, it hasn't been very well heard of. But um, but there is some availability still if, if you are a farmer with problem with mastitis and cell counts. Um, and it's to encourage um, a, a team approach to solving the problem, trying to get your vet, your milking machine technician and your milk quality advisor and your child's advisor involved um, and working together to to try and problem solve because there's there's no real quick fix to mastitis so it's it's a bigger a bigger issue you know and it needs some time so that's what this consult is about and if you there's so basically it's just open to any farmer who has a cell count problem or, or is worried about it and doesn't know where to start so we would really encourage any farmer that is uh in this situation um to, to sign up for this um you can either contact ahi or, or your milk quality advisor with, with your co-op um they, they're all aware of it so. Okay, and when you say problem, or we'll say, yeah, problem herds, what, what number are you using I there? I suppose 200,000 is kind of the figure, but if you have a bulk tank SEC of 200,000, you could still be keeping out cows that have a higher SEC. So if you're doing that and your your tank is still at 200,000, then you definitely, be, you, you still are eligible. Um, we don't really want to turn anyone away from this. It's more about trying to get, um, get, people working together and and that there is help there if, if you have a problem or if you'd like to like some people have done it just want to learn as much as they can about managing mastitis and and that's fair enough too but uh, I guess it's really targeted at the guys who have a, a high SEC of over 200 or around the 200 mark. Okay so people that are really battling to try and stay in the in the category of getting bonuses etc um, but it's also still available to people that maybe are just a little bit unhappy maybe with where their um, cell count level might be, even though there might be still in bonus territory at, at all stages during the course of the year. Yeah, but as I say, we don't want to rule out anyone. So yeah. if you are over 400 and you, you'd like to get this help, then go, you know, definitely apply for it. Um, I suppose it just will take, it's, it's just the first step, I guess. The consult is free and we would hope that you'd work with your vet or your advisor, your milk machine technician after. So it's the first step just to realise that you're not going to solve everything in this consult, but it's definitely a starting point. So. Okay, so process for applying for that then, as you said, is through the either the milk advisor or your vet, or maybe contact Animal Health Ireland as well, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is a link, but you kind of have to contact. You have to get to get it. You have to contact one of those people. Yeah. Okay, so a number of weeks ago, I was speaking to Willie Buckley, obviously who's on the technically working group for the the cell check program in terms of the drawing off of cows, um, and he would have mentioned that there's a consult that's available. So. Um, just to specify, I suppose, or give a few more details in relation to that for for people that are tuned in. Yeah, so that's uh, that's for farmers who have a, a bulk, bulk tank under two hundred thousand, and our milk recording uh, have at least four milk recordings in the year. It's also open to people with robots if they because they have a lot of information, but they they might necessarily be milk recording. 
Um, so it's a three hour consult with your vet and they go through the drying off process. They go through your milk records to identify the cows that are, are suitable for a selective and then your, they'll review your housing as well. So it's, um, it's a great opportunity just to spend that time with your vet and, and planning for the, for the drying off. Because as we are all aware, you know, preparation for drying off is key. And, and the, the better prepared you are, the more successful it will be. Yeah, so I, there's nearly a vet in every practice, I'd say, Michelle, that's in, yeah. uh, trained for that now at this stage, if not all vets. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's a, it's a probably three, three to four hour kind of maybe stint, maybe potentially up to that kind of time, as you said, reviewing the housing, reviewing the actual, maybe the procedure, drying off, etc. Very worthwhile consult having with your vet. And, and as we said at the outset, they're just a preventative uh, step rather than a curative step. So spending the time with the vet now to try and alleviate any concerns or issues that may be cropping up next season um, when you start into lactation with cows uh, calving down potentially with mastitis and so forth like that. So trying to, to alleviate those problems. Yeah, and we try and think of drying off as not the last job of the season, but the first job of, of next season. So like that, you know, um, you'd be better prepared for next year. Um, if and if you have um, a lot of the infections that occur at the start of lactation are picked up during the dry period or at drying off. So, again, trying to avoid those things happening. And this year, especially with with um with the new legislation and selective dry cow treatment on farms, um, it, it will require a change in, in mindset and practice for both the farmers and the vet. So that's kind of where. That's why we uh, brought this consult in a few years ago, preparing for this. So now it's here. It's um, there's still time for farmers to avail of this opportunity. And what's the deadline for the application for that program? Then uh, that's the end of November. So it's it, you um you apply. There's a, again a link on the AHI website or, or contact your vet. And some of them will have um the registration forms. But you apply and um. The farm has to apply and they pick the vet that's tra- trained ideally from their practice. And then you'll AHI will follow up with you and you give them your planned starting drying date. So ideally, the the aim is that your vet will visit you before you start drying off. But you uh, you must have a milk. Uh, it's recommended that you have a milk recording done within a month of drying off. So so you have the most up to date information available as possible. So there's a few criteria, I suppose, relative to the other program there, the in-lactation consult, yeah. now that you yeah. do require people to hit in order to be eligible to apply for it. So a minimum of four recordings, one done recently, um, and also to have a bulk cell, t- cell count under 200,000 as well. And so. that's why the new consult was developed, I guess, to be in parallel to the strike consult or, or to help farmers that weren't um, reaching or weren't eligible for the dry cow consult. So that's kind of how the two of them fit together. Okay, very good. Um, I suppose with the other relevant topic at the moment at this stage of the season, I suppose, um, while it's relevant to young stock throughout the year, maybe just in particular to cows at the, po- at the point of drying off, parasite control, um, I suppose concerns about maybe overuse of the likes of your uh, eprinomectin stuff uh, type products, we'll say, during the course of the, the lactation, because obviously they have a zero withdrawal in relation to milk. Um, just it's again, it's an important piece of the jigsaw here to have a, a sit down with your vet and actually talk through your parasite control regime because we actually do now have farms that are not treating cows for anything at drying off apart from, we'll say obviously um, sealing them or whatever for to dry them off. They're not actually using your 
uh, fluke doses or worm doses based on information that's saying that they don't require them and obviously that's an important piece from the point of view of resistance so that's another option for people uh, to apply for again yeah there's a, a new uh, TAS, a parasite TAS consult this year that I, a, a lot of farmers have already signed up for uh, it's available to beef and dairy and, and sheep farmers and goat farmers actually as well in case any are listening um, so at the moment there's nearly there's over 10,000 farmers have signed up for it but uh, a lot of them haven't completed the consult with the vet yet um, so Natasha who is the programme manager for this programme just asked me to remind the, the farmers to contact their vet to, to finish the visit and do that faecal egg count which you're referring to to identify if, if they need a dose um before December um because you probably already have signed up for it but you just mightn't have the consult done and so just to to finish that off is is recommended and the testing obviously is part of the consult as well so you need to get the testing done in order to get the the proper uh, results back from the consult yeah it's fecal egg sampling so it's it's not very invasive so it's um yep just definitely um and i suppose in ireland you know with our weather patterns and our housing and grazing patterns um we we need a, a tailored approach to, to parasite control on farms so it's very hard to give um you know unless you have a good conversation with your vet you know <coughs> what what exactly is needed on each particular farm so that's that's where this consult is coming in Okay, so there's three very timely and relevant uh, consults that are available. As I said, I suppose we didn't say at the outset that the TESA actually uh, stands for Targeted Advisory Service on Animal Health. Um, just to, I suppose to clarify that. And uh, and the funding coming to that um, is actually part of Rural Development Plan 2014 to 2020. So, And I would imagine that that's, that is being continued on as far as I understand in the new CAP budget as well. So further funding will be available through that. Now, there's actually a number of other programmes involved in, in as well um, that AHI are involved in in terms of the TESA consults. Again, ve- available through um, people's vets. I suppose the one that will be probably most known about, Michelle, is probably the BVD eradication one. Now, it really only becomes an issue for people that actually have BVD positives identified. But just very briefly, maybe you might just explain if somebody does get a BVD positive, what does that uh, entail? We'll say when the TESA consult kicks in there. Um, Well, I suppose the the thing with the BVD programme is it's in the final stages so that the rules around it are are changing regularly and rather than me confusing people around it now i would suggest that you contact your your vet about it because the there is a young stock check test pilot underway at the moment so um and that's part of um they're evaluating how they could screen uh bvd once we become free um just to, to say there's only about 260 herds positive in Ireland at the moment, uh, and that's out of a total of 110,000 herds. So it's a very small um, proportion, but it's important that, that we get um, as many of these cleared as we can um, to, to become BVD-free. Um, and that's where the, the screening will come, be important post-eradication. Post so again, um, if you had a BVD problem um, and because the rules regularly change, I would just suggest contacting your vet about it. There is a TASA consult that t- you're uh, you're um, eligible for after you have a positive. But rather than confusing people here, I would just say to contact your vet about that. OK, so and as you said there, hopefully we're getting to the point where we will be able to, to declare BVD free status. And that obviously will 
potentially remove the need to continuously tag test uh, as people will be familiar with but as you said there you're trying to put in place a kind of a check way a way of checking that uh, kind of overseeing it on an ongoing basis we'll say i suppose to maintain that BVD yeah it's a bit like the bruce losis program yeah. you know the screening that was brought in after that was eradicated um and about um this year the bvd program was uh recognized at, or at an eu level so that was an important milestone for the bvd program so we are nearly there it's just the the final the final furlong as they say yeah very good um, I suppose the other one then that's of, of major relevance, I suppose, in terms of export markets and so forth going forward, probably would be the UNES control program. So you have a good number of herds um, signed up to that already, but there, we could actually probably do with more herds engaging there. And you were saying earlier that uh, DAFM have actually been testing or bulk, bulk tanks uh, in the last number of years and they've started to contact people. So some people may have letters got to notify them that they potentially have UNES identified in their herds. So this would be the, the next step for them to follow through on, I would imagine, would it? Yeah, that was um, trying to target farms um, that may have yonis and um, because it's very hard to get rid of yonis, it's about managing the disease, so you're better off to know if you have it and to join up for this programme. The yonis control programme offers support for, for doing the testing, whether it's through milk or blood. Um, at the moment, there are about 2,000 registered herds in Ireland, and most of those are dairy herds. Um, and it is it is a very worthwhile program, I suppose. It um, some the testing can be tricky enough to understand the results, but that's where that these consults come in. You have a consult with your vet, and they can go through the results with you. Um, again, it's kind of you know there's it's. Um, Yonis, I guess, as you probably all know, is picked up when they're as calves, um, but they don't show the clinical signs until they're mature over over two years usually. And it's chronic diarrhea causing wasting, which doesn't respond to any treatment. And it's it's just it's a terrible disease, really. And and if you've had any experience of it, you'll be aware of that. So that's what we're trying to um, get more people involved in that program. so yeah, you can still sign up for this year. Um, and what the program involves is um, a whole herd test, either through milk or blood, um, of every animal over two years, and um, then the vet will also do a risk assessment of your farm. So there's kind of two parts. And uh, Liam Doyle, the the new program manager of that, asked me to to remind people if they haven't completed their whole herd test for this year or their risk assessment to to make sure they do that by the end of the year um maybe you need to contact your vet about that or else if you are interested in joining up that there's still time to join up this year um yet there's funding um available for for the testing part of it so yep it's another program that we have but i suppose the the, there's a lot of programs so i don't want to you know, but overload people either. But there's a lot of information on our website. If you, if any of these are, are you know, you you might be interested in. Them. So, but and it's important as well, I suppose, um, Michelle. That like when you think back to BVD as well, I think we've seen. I think even um, Aidan Murray definitely in conjunction with one of your own people as well. I think have done a presentation there not so long ago showing the improvement in animal health overall even with the with the move towards bvd eradication and it's one of those kind of diseases that came in and was kind of depressing immunity in animals and they were inclined to get sick with other stuff yonez can be a little bit like that maybe as well so as you said 
Um, no harm for farmers to know their position there. Like if you do th- this whole hair test and you find that you're clear, okay, it's not a, it's not actually a guarantee that you're clear because you have a one one year test uh, to say so. You have to get involved in the program over a number of years and. But it's good to know your position and especially if you actually have your own as you're better off to know that you do have it and um, try to identify the stock that actually have it and try to avoid continuing to breed that within the herd. And as I said, it's the longer term benefits of of these programs that we probably it's only when we look back really that we see how advantageous they are at their introduction while people might see them as cumbersome and maybe awkward to get them into the farming system and to do them and so forth. Uh, yeah. It's and even a, a lot of people would see that from being in the Yoni's program in, in terms of their calf health, you know, because they're Im- implementing better biosecurity around the farm, that their calves are, are doing much better um, as a result of this. Yeah, all very positive there. So I suppose you mentioned the brucellosis there earlier, and obviously we managed to eradicate that. But a problem that we ha- can seem to shake is TB. Um, and it seems to be on the rise uh, in the last number of years. And uh, I, I, as I was saying to you earlier, we were talking with people from uh, Daffam there the other day in relation to TB. And there's actually an, a suite of options available to people that a lot of people may not be available or, or sorry, aware of. And uh, one of those is actually a TB biosecurity review. So you might just f- explain that one finally, please. Yeah, so um, this was set up as a pilot about two years ago, but it's it's rolled out. All most of the vets are trained on this now, and I suppose it's just around. Um, I know it's very an upsetting time when when people get um, a TB breakdown. So, and the department vet is probably the last vet you you want to talk to. So, but there is a lot that can be done in terms of biosecurity. So, um. DAFM approached us with giving training to vets around the biosecurity that they can do. And because usually vets have a better relationship with the farmers than than the department vet that and they are aware of what's going on exactly on the farm. Um, so it's it's an opportunity for, for the, the farmer's own vet to go through, um, I suppose, again, like a risk assessment of of areas on farm that could be improved from trying to keep uh, wildlife out or raising water truck levels or you know there's, there's a lot of things that can be done um to help um reduce the risk of us getting in um, and so that's what this consult is about it's open to any farmer who's had a breakdown or a number of reactors um and then normally the vi will the veterinary inspector from the department will tell you about it and your own vet will, will help you sign up first then it kind of has to be done uh, quickly enough after the breakdown just to to get the benefit from it so and I guess that's sometimes when people don't really want to be thinking about it but um, again as you were saying long term it, it will be helpful and and so that's the kind of approach we were taking Um, if if you are on in that unfortunate position of having reactors then um, definitely it's one to discuss with your vet. Yeah, so I suppose there can be sometimes a perception maybe that TB is nearly the department's problem in a way. And the point I suppose that they like to make is that there's a lot that farmers can actually do maybe to help alleviate risk or mitigate against risk. Now, it's no, there's no guarantee, but obviously, um, and that's what this review is, is looking at or this biosecurity review is looking at, uh, kind of ways you can stop um, in badgers encountering cattle and cattle encountering badgers basically to minimise the risk of them actually contracting TB. Yeah, yeah. Especially as they go into housing now, you know, um, badgers tend to come in um, 
in the in the winter looking for food sources so it's all about trying to reduce those options for the badger apparently if the badger has been there once and found food they're more likely to come back so um trying to to limit the resources for the badgers is, is, is helpful okay so you said that that was a pilot no michelle is that still in a pilot no it's it's um, all all the vets have been trained on it well most of them um so it's more than a pilot i guess it's just again goes back to what you said at the start people aren't aware of it so um and that's probably something that we could work on um but usually the when you've had um, a breakdown, your your veterinary inspector from the department will come out and, and do an assessment first, and then they'll give you the option of doing a further assessment with your vet. Um, so definitely ask about it if you haven't heard about it. Um, uh, but it is it's open to all the country now. Okay, very good. So I suppose to just to recap, I suppose for people, there's a number of TESA um, funded consults available um some in some cases people are only going to engage with them if there is a disease breakdown so we'll say the bvd is, is one case i suppose in point and that tb biosecurity review is probably going to be more targeted towards people that have had breakdowns anyway but it's still it is a, it is an option if somebody is concerned about tb potentially to talk to their vet about doing that biosecurity review and again uh, like I, I remember as a as a child that uh, the the two toothpaste ads used to always talk about prevention being better than cure, and that's really the message that we want to try to get across here to people today, is that the opportunity is there to try and eliminate risk around several of these diseases or to manage some of these these diseases. So the the BVD and the TB are are uh, as I said generally in in the case of a breakdown or potentially that's when they're going to be offered to people. But the the in lactation, uh, I suppose that is in itself a disease in process kind of scenario. So herds that are over two hundred thousand can get help there um, to help reduce that. People that are looking at going on the um, sealer only type program, we can get help around the cell check program and the dry cow consult, and then the parasite control again with the with the changes in the legislation around. Uh, prescribing medicines and so forth and there's still a bit uh, of clarification required around that but it's trying to eliminate the use of antibiotics and antilmintics in unnecessary situations I suppose and the help is there for people to get it Um, and AHI are driving this I suppose Michelle but obviously it's through the actual PVPs as you call them private veterinary practitioners that the the services are are made available Yep it it is but I suppose it's like it's we we would we would like to include all advisors and, you know, a multidisciplinary approach to, to a lot of these diseases, I think is important because like um, vets are only on the farm. Sometimes a lot of people are on more often than the vets. So advisors, milk machine technicians, you know, they all have a role to play and, and they're giving key messages to farmers as well. So uh, while they're vet led consults, you know, everyone has an important role to play in them. Very good, Michelle. That's great. Um, so a, a nice bit of timely information there, as I said, in relation to the dry cow consult, the inlactation consult and the parasite control. And then a nice little uh, review or summary of the other options that are available to people. So if people want to check out more, they can go to the Animal Health Ireland website, which is animalhealthireland.ie. 
um, and or else consult with your own vet, obviously. And uh, as you said, Michelle, the milk processors, all the milk advisors are aware of a lot of these programs, especially in relation to the mastitis and dry cow and the owners. Um, so you can contact your milk advisor also as well. There's a lot of resources on the AHI website, on, you know, from calves to housing to drying off. You know, there's a lot of videos that farmers have made so that you might find useful that you can relate to. So definitely worth a look there as well. Yeah. Yeah, and actually on the TB, I think the department have a good uh, website there in relation to TB again that people probably aren't aware of as well. So, so animalhealthireland.ie and uh, I think if you just Google bovine TB as well, it'll probably bring you to the to the website for for the TB site. So, um, thanks for coming on, Michelle. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Take care. Thanks, Stuart. That's all for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast, and my thanks to Michelle McGrath for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagask website at chagask.ie. I'm Stuart Childs and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.